Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We learn about the story of the most, the cruelest or most ungodly ruler of the Israelites in the third and three Kings chapter 18. I'm sure you're familiar with the story, but perhaps I'll just re-familiarize you with it. It's during his reign, Achab's reign, that God punishes the Israelites with a three-year drought. So it, it, it doesn't rain for three years. Um, and obviously causing havoc amongst the, the Israelites. So Achab calls together um, 450 false prophets of a false god. And he asks them to offer sacrifice in order to end the drought. <coughs> and then God calls Elias on the scenes. Elias the prophet, God's prophet. And we have this almost comical scene where Elias is challenging these 450 prophets to light their sacrifices, to have their, their quote-unquote gods light their sacrifices. And there he is challenging them, and then he's almost taunting them, and he says, maybe your gods can't hear you, maybe you have to speak louder so your gods can can light these sacrifices. And we can we can visualize the scene, right? We have all these prophets lined up and this is on this is on Mount Carmel. Um, and they're they're there yelling to their gods and trying to intercede um, to to get the, the gods to light these sacrifices. And of course nothing happens. And then Elias um, again sort of taunting them, he asks them to take buckets of water and to douse his wood under uh, his altar, to douse it in water. And they do it once. And three more times he, he, he tells them to, to get more water and to, to throw it upon the wood under his sacrifice. So here we are. We can, we can visualize the scene uh, his, his wood is, is, is completely absorbed with this water. And then he calls upon God to light his sacrifice. And then we have this, this miraculous fire that comes from heaven, lights his, his sacrifice, and consumes the, the sacrifice he's offering to God. And then after this is done, he tells them to look over, to go to the top of Mount Carmel, to look out to the sea, and the seventh time they do this, they look out and they see this cloud coming into them. And finally, rain falls and this ends the three-year drought. Of course, God, the first thing that he's doing, what meets the eye, is that he's, he's vanquishing the, the enemy. He's showing them who has the true power. But let's also remember that everything that happens, especially the things that are written down in the Old Testament, foreshadow 
what's to happen in the New Testament. Everything points towards the New Testament, the fulfillment of, of it's, it's a foreshadowing of what is going to come fully. And we can say that this, where, where God shines his grace on, on a certain place or a certain people, he never takes that away. And seeing this, this, this uh, great miracle that he performs on Mount Carmel is a kind of foreshadowing of what he's going to do later on through his mother, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Perhaps it's, it's an occasion for us to speak a little bit about that because today would be the feast, of course, it's overshadowed by the Sunday, so there's no commemoration or anything, but still yet it is today, the 16th of July, is the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. In some of my recent travels, um, took me to Italy and... Of course, Italy is, is full of, of much Catholic art. Uh, there's, there's all that history there where Catholicism was able to, um, to flourish, unlike in a country like, like here. And one of, the, one of the pieces of art that I had the privilege of, of seeing recently was it depicted what I would describe as the spiritual battle over somebody's soul. On one side, it depicted heaven uh, and the glory of heaven, God there and all the saints. And the other side, hell, souls being dragged down. And in between was this struggle uh, over a soul. The, the good angel was trying to pull the soul into heaven. And you had the demon, fallen angel, trying to drag and grab hold of the soul and bring them into the depths of hell. And at certain points in our life, sometimes we, we think about the reality of our judgment, right? We, we know it's, it's at some point it's going to happen. And maybe at times we're, we're filled with a certain dread or fear of what that's going to look like. Because none of us were immaculately conceived and none of us have a, a perfect past. So perhaps... We, we think of certain sins, certain failings that we've, we've committed over the course of our life. And we, rightly so, we, we fear what is going to happen. Because that is a time where the mercy of our Lord, our Lord is finished. That's for now. And it's the time for his, his justice. But God doesn't want us to live in a... In paralysis of fear because that's not the sort of fruit that should come from his life. Um, certainly it's, it's healthy to have a certain amount of fear towards, towards our judgment because sometimes that's a motivating factor, but it can't be the ultimate motivating factor of our life. That's not the way that God works. He wants to give us the, the, his life, and, and what comes with his life is that joy, that peace, and all of these fruits of the, of the Holy Spirit. 
And where we tap into his life, the source of his life, obviously coming from the mass, but it flows through the sacraments. And it's the beauty of, of the sacraments is that they're attached with, with this um, material sign. If we have the sign, we have this, this matter in the form, we know that we receive grace. Obviously, there's no, we're not absolutely certain, but we can be fairly certain that we receive God's grace. And that gives us a lot of hope, a lot of confidence, and a lot of assurance. But God knows that that's, that's not even enough for us. Um, and that's one of the reasons why he's also given us these different sacramentals. Now, sacramentals don't give us grace of themselves. They open us up, open us up for grace. And it depends on our devotion. Uh, and, and one of the foremost ones of these sacramentals, and I'm sure one that all of us are, are wearing right now, is the scapular. And perhaps one of the reasons why we wear it is because what comes with that scapular is this enormous promise of Our Lady that whoever dies wearing this scapular will not suffer the fires of hell. But we, we need to look a little bit more into it because the scapular is not some kind of magic thing that we put around our necks and then we don't have to worry about the rest. We know that we're going to go to heaven. So let's pause a little bit about what this, this scapular is, the origins of it, and perhaps how we can live out this devotion a little bit better. As you know, of course, um, this was given to... Uh, St. Simon Stock. St. Simon Stock, tradition tells us, uh, received this apparition of Our Lady. And the reason why he received this apparition to, of Our Lady is because he was the superior of the Carmelites at the time. And the Carmelites were under danger of being suppressed. Um, this was the 13th century, end of the 12th, beginning of the 13th century. And it wasn't because of, of, of on, it wasn't the fault of the Carmelites themselves, which is why they were, they were uh, possibly, they were under danger of suppression. The fact was that there were so many religious orders at the time that Rome wanted to streamline how many there, there were and get rid of one, the ones that were superfluous. And they, because their origins were from the East and they had come over into England, um, they were, they were being questioned whether, whether it, was, it was necessary that, that the Carmelites continue to exist. Um, and they were talking about suppressing them. So Simon Stock, St. Simon Stock, he, he went to Our Lady and he begged Our Lady for the perseverance of their order. Um, you can imagine being this, the kind of difficulty that, we, that he was in because it wasn't, again, it wasn't any fault of what they had done. It was simply Rome was, may have just said, you know, we don't need you anymore. So he begged Our Lady for the, for the perseverance of the order and for her protection. And legend tells us that Our Lady appeared to him, Our Lady of Mount Carmel appeared to him and gave him this sign, this symbol of the scapular that if the, the Carmelites would wear this sign of their devotion to her, and if they would prove this devotion and live out this devotion, she would protect them. 
And she would protect them, that material order, but also them spiritually. And this protection, which she promised and she fulfilled, because the Carmelites fulfilled their end of the bargain, uh, this is the protection that we also uh, have a right to if we wear this scapular and we fulfill our side of the devotion. It's a continuation, if you will, of that promise that Our Lady made to St. Simon's Dock. But remember, it's not some sort of magic thing that we put on and then we won't be going to hell. Um, Just in the gospel today we read, those who who say to me, just because they say to me, Lord, Lord, that doesn't mean they're going to get into heaven. I remember visiting Mexico years ago 10 or 11 years ago, and I was surprised by the fact that most houses that you went into, they had um, a picture or a painting of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And I remember saying this to a Mexican priest, saying, like, it's, it's nice to see that people are expressing their faith, and they're, they're putting this up in a prominent, prominent space in their house, that that's not something that you see in, in a place like America. And his response was, yes, it's nice, but it doesn't really mean anything. All the Mexicans do it, and they put it up in their house, and it's almost like a good luck charm. And because you're Mexican, that's what you do with part of your culture, but it just stops there. And we have the danger of falling into the same trap if we just throw the scapular over over our neck, and we don't do anything else. This scapular, of course, it's a, it's a sacramental, but it depends upon our devotion. And it should be a symbol of that devotion that we have to Our Lady. How do we express that devotion? There's no black and white way of exactly how you have to do it. Of course, we should be praying our rosary, but... but Let's make this something specific to us because each relationship, each, each relationship that we have in life is something unique between one person and another person. And in order to make that relationship with Our Lady real, it does have to be, by its very nature, it has to be unique. So how are you going to express that? Maybe it's going to be by some specific offering or sacrifice that you make once a day, once a week, once a month. That expresses, with the inte- you do it with the intention of expressing that devotion to Our Lady. And perhaps Our Lady of Mount Carmel more specifically. Or maybe it could be something in addition to that as simple as when you get up or, or when you're going to sleep, you take that scapular, that blessed scapular, you kiss it, and you make some kind of ejaculation to Our Lady. Hail our life and our hope. Um, save us, or something like that. Something simple, something that's unique to you. If we do that, and if we wear that scapular, Our Lady, we can be assured will hold up her end of the bargain, just as she did for, for the 
um, the Carmelites when St. Simon's Dock asked her. And it won't be a case of just giving us that grace, the final perseverance. She will be our intercessor. She will be our mediatrix of graces. And perhaps that was one of the reasons why God worked that miracle on Mount Carmel all those years ago. Because we often associate this idea of water with grace. And why was, there, why was there this massive outpouring of water at that time when the Israelites needed it through the intercession of Elias? Perhaps because God already had this vision in mind that through his mother, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, she also would shower us with graces through the scapular. Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.